A very big hello everyone, I'm Duncan Dornoff and welcome to episode 66 of the Tasmanian Harness Highlights podcast. It's great to have your company. I hope you're keeping safe and dry. They're the, probably the main things in Tasmania over the past uh, 48 hours or so, so I hope everyone is keeping safe, in particular those on the northwest coast which have seemed to get the brunt of this wet weather in uh, the past uh, 24 hours or so. And then I look out my window, it is raining again here uh, in northern Tasmania. Coming up on today's podcast, we'll have a look ahead to the meeting in Launceston on Sunday night, where we've got t- 10 races on the card gear underway at 5.59. At the time of recording, race one will be on Sky Racing 2, the last nine on Sky Racing 1. But who knows with this wet weather interstate, uh, we could well get an upgrade for that opening race. Let's kick off the podcast like we do each and every week and look back at the meetings held in Burnie and Hobart last weekend. Of course, the first meeting of this uh, holiday period for Burnie, I suppose that's what we'll call it with the change of the uh, racing season to uh, the calendar year. And uh, as expected, the meeting was dominated by Ben Yole. Ben with six winners on the eight race card with Juniper, Cool Scooter, Montana Lad, Vivid Stride, Ranieri and Stylish Trend. The two non-yale winners were both driven by Dylan Ford, our ideal fellow who's trained by his mother Tammy Langley, and I on the Bullying, trained by Dylan. His first training win since the 2017-18 racing season, although he did have a break from the sport uh, since that uh, time. So well done to Dylan getting his uh, 51st training win there. The action then went to Hobart on Sunday night where we had a nine-event program. We got underway of a two-year-old taken out by Ashante Queen. Of course, we had Ryan Backhouse on the podcast last week. He drove a double on that Hobart card. Ashante Queen is from the Tony Peterson stable. Nice strike by Ryan. He slotted into the one-out-one-back position before producing this filly three-wide at the 700-metre mark. And uh, she was too good in the home straight to score in 159.9. Moff Hunter, who finished second, raced a little bit greenly early but caught the eye and was uh, also one of note on the sectionals, 58.99 and 30.2 for her last uh, quarter, the quickest of the race. Race two on the card was a rating 58 to 64 event taken out by Jack James, the first leg of a training double for Juanita McKenzie. Caleb Williams in the sulky. They bowled along at a solid tempo here. The last uh, quarter of 31.5. It tells the story that it was on for a sweeper in this pacer. Had a lovely run for back the marker pegs. Uh, got caught behind a tire and runner down the back straight, but was able to get an inside run and weaved around another runner around the home bend before using the nutrient sprint lane to score. This pace has now won six races of his 29 starts. Jack James was the quickest last half in that race of 59.24 and also the quickest last quarter of 30.23. Shami in race three completed a race-to-race double for Juanita McKenzie, taking out the Pride's easy feed pace. This pace of Drew Ride on the front row was restrained, got a nice three-way card into the race over the final 1,100 metres and was very wide around the home turn, but made it home late to score over Where You've Been and Donnie in Paris. Uh, sectionals Shami 57.9 and 29.21 the quickest last half and quarter of that race 
I did note in the stewards report, Shami did bleed from one nostril and was stood down for one trial. So hopefully uh, things are all A-OK with Shami going forward. Fast class race of the night was race four. It was rating 75 to 105, event over 2,090 metres. And Sonny Sands was the victor here. He was first up since the uh, Metropolitan Cup back on September 3. And uh, from uh, barrier two on the second row, he was able to lead up the one wide line. Uh, it didn't really get to the leader's will until the bell, but he took over at the 400. And I've only looked all out late. He had enough in hand to score by just over one and a half metres from Young Rooster and Diamonds and Cash. Sonny Sands this season's won five races from 17 starts and and hasn't been far away being placed in another eight races. So Sunny Sands back in the winner's list in race four. From the sectionals, AHA Reaction once again features. He finished fourth, 56.8, his last half mile, 27.87. The quickest last quarter of that race. Race five saw Leonard Skinner continue on his winning way. He's now two from two since crossing the Tasman and joining the stables of Steve Lukak. Of course, raced by Greg West too. Uh, officially lives in Adelaide, but he also spends some time in Dunedin uh, in the South Island of New Zealand. He does all the form, and uh, he's uh, been keeping an eye out for some horses. He actually tried to purchase Leonard Skinner some time ago, but ended up uh, not being able to secure him. Instead, he got Kerala Star, who had been racing this horse in New Zealand, but uh, Leonard Skinner was able to find his way across to the Steve Lukak stable. Race was won very early by Rowan Hillier, the driver. He got through from barrier four on the second row to find the uh, spot outside the leader early before taking up the lead at the 1,300 metre mark. And this horse had the race won at the 700. Uh, Steve indicated to me in a post-race article I wrote for the Taz Racing website that he thinks this pacer will make it to open class. He's going to look at getting him qualified with a view of the country cups. And uh, I'm sure... He has been well placed in his first two starts on Australian soil, so interesting to see what he does when he climbs the national rating system going forward. Gordovesky Lee, who finished third, 59.07, the quickest last half of that race. Leonard Skinner, 30.2, the quickest last quarter. Interestingly, this horse's third race start, uh, Hayden Bromat, who's uh, in the old stable, I think he's in the Victorian stable at present, uh, I was actually placed in the same race as him. So it's uh, marvellous when you click back on some of that New Zealand form and some of the names that look familiar on Australian soil. So well done to Steve and, and owner Greg Rest. It looks like they've got a nice horse on their hands there. Leonard Skinner taking out the first leg of the quaddy. Ryan Backhouse was back in the winner's list on the Ben Yale prepared Montana Flash in race uh, number six. Sent out as a $17 chance. Uh, was able to slot into the one-out two-back position, was three-wide with cover at the 600, and Ryan produced this gelding four-wide at the top of the home straight and was too good for Bantano Stride and Buster William. Montana Flash has had three starts in Hobart now for two wins. That was win four of the season, win 12 overall. And uh, as I touched on there, a driving double for Ryan Backhouse. Ilac Beach, if he was on him, it was a, a tough watch after bra- breaking at the start. He then caught the eye getting through the field late for 50 in a 57.68 last half and the winner Montana flashed the quickest last 400 in 28.93. Race 7 on the card was taken out by Leisure. Todd Rattray prepares Liam Mulder with the concession claim. Of course, this pace is a half-sister to Ignatius. Showed good gate speed to settle on the back of the leader 
and use the Nutrient Sprint Lane to finish off best to record her fourth career win. Uh, she's a Tazbred four-year-old mare, so no doubt the upcoming Granny Smith on the cards for her. Queen of Dance, who finished at midfield, 58.25, was the quickest last half of the race. Max Marita in fifth position, 28.55, the fastest last quarter. Race eight was won by way better. Uh, driven by Charlie Castles, Drew Barrier, two on the second row, and uh, Charlie would have been giggling, sitting just west of the midfield in this event because they ran a lead time of 33.1. They don't come much quicker than that in Hobart. I think uh, from the past five years, they've only broken the 33 once uh, from what I could find online. So a brutal lead time, 30.4, 30.9, 30.6, 30.4. And way better, continuing her good season. She's now won five of 20 and uh, is certainly going in the uh, right direction, heading into the upcoming Granny Smith series as well for her trainer, Mark Jeeves, who also owns and bred this better than Cheddar Mare, who recorded the quickest last half of the race in 60.04 and the quickest last quarter in 30.02. And race nine on the card was taken out by Turquoise Stride, another winner for the old camp, Tiana Ford. In the sulky, this... uh, Gelding is very well bred, so he's by some beach somewhere out of the grin from ear to ear mare called Leslie J. Now, she was unraced, but she's a half-sister to Lady Euthenia. Of course, uh, the dam of Max Delight, we all know what Lady Euthenia did on the racetrack. Leslie J has produced Cast Along Shadow, who's a Group 1 winner, and over 180000 in prize money, so... Certainly uh, pretty well bred turquoise stride, so when he's turning up into these 45 to 49 races on breeding alone, he's probably very well placed. Uh, Tian was able to work forward to find the lead and kicked at the 600 metre mark to score by 19.6 metres in a mile rating of 159.3 for the 2,090 metre trip. Turquoise stride, 59 seconds and 30.2, the quickest last half and quarter of that event. Before we take a break on the podcast, we'll uh, round out this segment by looking at uh, the Tasmanians racing interstate this weekend at Melton on Saturday night. Arden Roanoke, Hayden Bromack both line up in race two. Rock and Tommy rules in race nine. They're all trained by Ben Yole, who did record his 50th Victorian winner during the week. At Menangle on uh, Saturday night, they've got their semi-finals of the Breeders' Challenge Series. Looks a great night of racing there. Uh, in a uh, support race, a Group 3 uh, open-class race, Isaiah lines up there, drawn nicely in Gate 2. And the Country Cup circuit in Victoria is in full swing, and they head to Maryborough in the Goldfields on Sunday for the Maryborough Gold Cup. Cosimo, Tasmanian-owned and bred, uh, lines up in Barrier 2 in that event, which is race 8 at 3.49. He's certainly uh, up a little bit in class, but obviously the Douglas can't believe he's up to that by putting him in that uh, feature race on Sunday afternoon. We'll take a break on the podcast and have a look at Launceston on the other side. Tazracing.com.au's new Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian harness racing. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by Tazracing.com.au. So let's have a look at the 10-event program in Launceston and uh, focus in on the Quaddy, which gets underway of race five, the Tassie Golden Apple race meeting Saturday, 3rd December pace. 
That's a mouthful. It's a rating 65 to 79. I've been over 2,200 metres, 2,613. One my selections here. Montana Storm on top, first up since late August. Uh, he's uh, finished fifth in that position. He's had a one out and one back, uh, shuffled to one out and two back at the 1,400, was three wide at the 850. Just lost a little bit of ground around the home 10, but came again in the home straight to be defeated just under five metres. Placed uh, two runs prior to that and was a winner on the Launceston track four starts ago. Comes up with a handy front row draw and goes on top for me. Six Colby Sands was placed in the show cup last start. Settled on the back of Belita and kept fighting on in the home straight to finish just behind B-Major Threat. 13 is Hicks dead. A good first up win and uh, finished fifth behind Rock and a Hard Place in a similar race last week. And better and more from the polder, I think, warrants respect for trifecta and first four players. So 2, 6, 13, and 1, my numbers, race 5. Race 6 on the Launceston card on Sunday night is the family fun night, Saturday, 3rd December pace. It's rating 58 to 64 event. Over over 1680 metres, I should say, over the sprint trip. 5, 8, 11, 13. Tricky race, uh, Endeavour Stride goes on top for me. A Hobart winner two starts back where he did lead and had a very soft running front. Uh, I was just under pressure a long way from home. There may have been something amiss in that uh, slick 157.7 race won by Jack James in Hobart last time out. Does have a handy record at the sprint trip. Mitch Ford takes the reins. Going to put five on top. Over eight major Leicester. He's been runner-up in two of his past three and uh, was fourth last time out behind Jack James, where he tried hard late in what was a survival of the fittest late. Only one horse ran past him in the home straight, and that was the winner. Uh, Pantano Strider put in for third, and Beam Me Up Chopper has got a good sprint record, and he's second up from a long break. Should strip fitter rounds out my top four. 5, 8, 11, 13. Could well have missed the winner of that race. It's a very tough event. Race six. Race seven on the card is to find us on Facebook, Pacer rating 50 to 53, then over 2,200 metres. Uh, baby, you a song, I think, can bounce back into the winner's list here from a good front row draw number three, of course. A good first up win in Hobart uh, when she scored by uh, 13 and a half metres. Then she stepped up in grade a little bit last time out when finishing fourth. That was given a lovely run, and I thought had every chance, but it was only two metres behind the winner. I know the form guide says she finished fourth, but wasn't that far away. Good front row draw, and uh, she'll be on song for the uh, Bambok series uh, coming up with heats in Launceston, uh, not that far away. So three on top for me, nine Queen of Dance. We touched on in the Hobart sectionals uh, when she finished midfield last time out. They were pretty good. Had been runner-up in a number of runs prior to that. She's been very consistent. 10, Juniper. Uh, a last start, Bernie winner's always consistent at this level. And uh, 12, Tuva Lookout has uh, won two of his past three. And he came from a long way back to score here in Launceston two runs ago. So 3, 9, 10, 12, my number's race 7. And race 8 uh, ends the quaddy. And my number's here are 1, 9, 6, and 11. It's an up to 44 rated event. So many horses are, are out of form and they've slid a long way back in the national rating system. Uh, Fury Dan goes on top for me. I don't think he looked comfortable on the Bernie track last time out. Was no match for the winner in uh, Turquoise Stride in Hobart two starts ago. 
but had the speed to hold up from the pole draw. So this pacer should be in front and out of trouble. Uh, that's the reason I've got him on top. Nine Baltimac drops a lot in the national rating system. Didn't get a lot of clear air in Launceston last time out. Uh, definitely back into a level where he should uh, be able to recapture some of his uh, better form. Cynical Jermaine was badly checked in Hobart last time out. Again, another hook mare that's uh, consistent in this rating bracket. My ultimate Romeo uh, settled back on the pegs and over-raced in Bernie last time out. Rounds out my top four. One, nine, six, eleven in uh, the up to 44 pace to round out the quaddy in Launceston on Sunday night. As far as a special goes, I think in the maiden event, race three for Bevan Lee's Butchery, Just Tiger can finally break through. He's been runner-up his past two. Of course, defeated a narrow margin by LaFond in Hobart back in mid-August and was just under three metres behind Galaxy Dancer in Hobart last time out. Gets one of his better draws for some time. Uh, suppose the slight concern, his last decent draw was win on debut and he galloped out soon after the start, so... Hopefully, two confident boosting runs since uh, should have him cherry ripe from a good draw. So Just Tiger, my best for Launceston, race three, number two. That wraps up this week's podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Keep safe and dry and look forward to your company next week.